started uh, something upbeat, get me fired up a little bit for this message. I'm looking forward to this. My dad told me on Saturday that I was going to get to preach, so I've been looking forward to it since then. All right, yes sir, I can do that. God has called me to preach, and uh, that's what I like to do. So, this is an awesome privilege. I'm so excited to stand before you this evening. Um, I'm going to talk about something tonight. I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's not something terrible or boring or down. I mean, it's something that we can all get excited about. I'm going to talk about the love of Jesus Christ. About the love that God has for us, the love that we should have for our Savior. And uh, the title of my message will be, He'll Carry Me. He'll Carry Me. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Here we see Peter, Simon Peter, and uh, Jesus is questioning his love for him. Simon Peter, do you love me? Well, yes. Yes, Lord, I love you. No, really. Do you love me? Well, yeah. Yeah, I love you, Lord. Peter, do you really love me? Yeah. Yes. You've asked... This is the third time now. Yes, Lord. You know all things. I love you. You know that. Well, we're going to look at this passage here, and starting in verse 15. Chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter... Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again, The second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This speak he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Father, we come to you tonight and just ask that you be with me. Give me the words to say. Use me in a mighty way tonight. I just ask that you take the message that you've given to me. And Father, use it to bless someone. To help, Father, help someone in this room. Um, Father, there's nothing I can say or do tonight that will mean anything that will change a life or do anything for anyone. Father, there's nothing I can do. Father, I ask that you show up and do something great tonight. Move in a mighty way. Do something that only you can do. We'll give you the honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. He'll carry me. I'm looking forward to this uh, this afternoon uh, in College Chapel. I was playing the piano. Playing the piano for the service. And uh, Dean Anderson looked over at me and said, Got a message ready for today, right? And I'm like, huh, What? <laughs> What are you talking about? The preacher had called off. <laughs> so they needed a preacher. So I got to do that this afternoon. And at that time, I really didn't have this message completely finalized. It was, a, it was very much a rough draft. So we went through it, and I had a little practice run. But I uh, got to put it together this afternoon. 
prayed about it. I know this is what God has for us tonight. And uh, can you go, really go wrong speaking about the love of Jesus Christ? And you really can't. And so I'm looking forward to this. And there's some things that I see in this passage. that We see a love for God. All right? A love for God in this passage. A love for God is cultivating. The first thing I see, a love for God is cultivating. In verse 15, 16, and 17, we see Jesus asking a question. He's saying, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou, lovest me more than these? And then, uh, lovest thou me? In verse 16, verse 17, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He's asking, Peter, do you love me? Do you really, really love me? Can we, we need to ask ourselves that question tonight. Do we truly love our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And that's exactly what He is. He's our Lord and Savior. He came 2,000 years ago, died on a cross for you and me. He's our Savior. Without Him, we have no hope. Do you love Him tonight? Do you love Jesus Christ? A love for God is cultivating. And uh, speaking of that, cultivate, prepare and use land for crops or gardening. Break up soil in preparation for sowing or planting. Preparation. You see, His love will prepare you for the future. His love will prepare you for the future. You know, we see in this passage that He's questioning Peter's love for Him. Later on, we know because we have God's Word that Peter ended up denying Christ. You know what? As Peter said it and put it in the Bible, he says, Lord, you know all things. You know I love thee. And yes, Jesus does know all things. He knew that not too long from now, Peter, you're going to deny me. All right? He knew that. He's preparing Peter for the future. All right? A love for God will prepare you for the future. You want to do something great for God down the road? You want to move past the point you are right now? You have a love for God? He will get you ready for that next step in your life. Whatever it is, whatever God has for you, if you truly love God and you're willing to follow Him, He will get you ready for that next step in your life. His love will prepare you for the future. His love will prepare you for failure. Peter messed up. He denied Christ. Even though he said he wouldn't do it, he did. His love will prepare you for failure. You know what? Sadly enough, we're going to mess up. We're here tonight, and we love being in church. Church is a great place. But we're going to go to work tomorrow. We're going to go to school, whatever the case may be, and we're going to mess up. We're going to fail God somehow, some way or another. We're going to disappoint Him. God is preparing us now for those, for those times in our life. Whatever it's going to be, however you mess up, however I mess up, however I decide to fall, whatever I let in my way, if I have a love for God right now, I truly love God and I want to please Him, He'll prepare me for those times, those tough times that come in my life. A love for God is cultivating. It will prepare you for the future. It will prepare you for failure. A love for God is constraining. A love for God is constraining. In verse 17, it said, or it said, He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? 
And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. A love for God is constraining. We see constrain. Severely restrict the scope, extent, or activity of. Compel or force someone toward a particular course of action. His love will compel you to separate. His love will compel you to separate. Separate yourself from what? Well, one, I, one thing I think of is this world we live in. We are Christians today. We have Christ living in us. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He's living inside you today. And there's nothing that should have any, anything in your life. There should be nothing in your life that reflects the world. There should be nothing in your life that wants to go back to the world because you know what? You're saved. You've turned around. You've turned from that. You've turned from your wicked ways. And you're headed in a new direction today. There's nothing about you that wants to go that way except your flesh. Your flesh wants to. And your flesh is constantly fighting you. Constantly fighting me. Making me, wanting me to do the wrong thing. Even I don't want to. I want to serve God. I want to please God with everything that I say and do. But that flesh, it'll get you every time. How much are you, how much are you giving your flesh? What are you giving to it? You feed it, it's going to get bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger. Are we feeding our flesh today? And the things that we say, the people we hang around, the places we go, the things we watch, are we feeding the flesh? Because the more and more we do, the harder and harder it's going to be to turn away. See, a love for God is constraining. It will compel you to separate to not want to have anything to do with the world. The world is an evil place. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. 2 Corinthians 16.7 His love will compel you to serve. To serve here. You've got a great church. Community Baptist Temple is an awesome place. I love this church. I love everything this church does. Everything it's for. Where we're going, it's awesome and it's exciting. It's something we can get fired up about. You want to serve Jesus Christ today? Get in your local church and serve Him. There are opportunities all over the place to get involved here. We are certainly not pushing anyone away from getting involved here at CBT. You want to go soul winning? We've got plenty of, we've got plenty of opportunities for that. We have midweek Soul winning opportunities. Obviously, we have our Saturday morning soul winning. And we love that. And that's how Community Baptist Temple was built. Because of the soul winning. And we're not going to turn back. We're not going to quit our soul winning. We love soul winning. You know what? There's a lost and dying world out there. They have no hope. We've got what they need. We have the love of God. God loves us so much. He loves us so much. We have... Nothing to lose. We're just sitting here. What are you doing today? What are you doing to get the gospel out to a lost and dying world? Okay, you're not ready to go soul winning, but are you living a godly life? As you go through your day, can, do people see a difference in you? Do they notice there's something different about that person? As I watch them, in work, they're not like the rest of them. Can people say that about you? Can people say that about me? Say, well, gosh... <laughs> 
you work in the offices. So, yes, I understand that. But, you know, I worked at Steak and Shake at college, and that was fun. There's a lot of good people there. A lot of good godly people, people that want to serve Him. No, that's not the case at all. There's a lot of bad people out there. And you know that just as well as I do. And it's not always easy to stand firm in what you believe in. But you know what? We have a God that loves us. A God who sent His only Son to die for us. What? can we just do it for Him? Because we love Him? Because we love our Savior? His love will prepare you for the future, for failure. It will compel you to separate and to serve. You know what? Speaking of service, I remember when I was, when I was little, or all of us kids were little, and we were really small, and one day, Mom and Dad, we had got up for school, we're ready to go, and Mom and Dad were talking in their room. And we had been waiting for a while. So this one, this one time, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure we've done it many more times afterwards, but this one, we didn't decide to go play, play games, or we didn't decide to go outside and run around. I said, you know what, I've got this great idea. Let's surprise Mom and Dad by cleaning our rooms like better than we've ever done it before. It's the best idea ever. They'll be so excited. And you know what we did? We did. We went into our rooms and we, we were going crazy. We were cleaning everything. And we got done with our rooms and we went to the living room. We were cleaning the entire house and my parents got done and they came out and they made a big deal of it. Oh my goodness, look at that! This is awesome. This is unbelievable. What a great job, you guys. I felt so good. I loved it. This is awesome. Why don't I do this more often? My parents always tell me to clean my room. I never do it. You know, <laughs> why don't... It felt good, though. I was serving my parents. I was doing something I knew they would be excited about. I love my parents. I know my parents love me. We serve a God today who loves us, and we should love Him. Why do we not find the joy in serving Him just like we did that one day? So many times we get off and we don't do it even though God's saying, do this, do this. Come on, I told you to go out. So when I told you to go to church yesterday, we do it and we feel so good. Ah, pleasing God, it felt so great. Why do we ever turn back? Why? His love will compel you to serve. A love for God is sacrificial. In verse 19, And this spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Follow me. You know what? We're going to be giving up a lot of things to serve God. You truly want to serve God? You truly want to make a difference in the world today, well, you're going to have to give up some things. It's not always easy. We want, we want all the things that go with having a good time, what the world says having a good time, but we still, oh, well, we're still good people and we want to serve God. We want to love God, but we don't want to give anything up. You're going to have to give some things up. You see, we're giving up things for, and I'm not even talking about bad things. Not things, you, say, well, you have to give that up. That's terrible sin. I'm not talking about bad things. You're giving up something that might give you a good life. That the world might say is, you've got a good life. You might be giving up something that will give you a great life. 
a great life. But you know what? You're giving up those things so you can have the best life. There's nothing like serving Jesus. Man, how good it is. Riding to school with Sam the other day, and we're sitting there, and it's early in the morning, not saying anything, and Sam just says, Man, God is good. And He is. Just take the weather the last couple of days. How awesome was that? 50-some degrees? Like, yes! Walk out of school, I don't even need my jacket. I'm like, this is great. I'll roll the window down. This is a great day. God is so good. And then tomorrow, because we live in Ohio, we'll have three feet of snow out there. But God is still good. Amen? God is good. Man. A love for God will make you want to give up your pride. Man, we're a prideful people. We are. We're very prideful people. But a true, genuine love for God will want to just throw that out the window. My pride. It's all about me. It's what I want. It's what I what I deserve. Love for God, that just goes out the window. Who cares about me? Who cares about what people think about me in a good way? You can't be going crazy and be like, look at that guy, he's a Christian. No. But you can't be constantly living your life afraid of what people are going to think about you because you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to take a firm stand and forget about it. We love God and we want to please Him with all our heart. You know what? I was getting convicted the other day because I was playing this song and I'm going to play this song later. That wasn't the cue, Mr. Harris. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, I was playing this song and I really love this song. The title of the message, He'll Carry Me. And it's a good song. I get fired up when I listen to it. I'm playing it and I turn it up in my car. Like, ah, this is a good song. I stop at the light and obviously the weather's been pretty nice so people have got their windows down. And so, I'm not really ashamed, really. I stop at the light and there's someone there. So I start to turn it down. Like, Wait a second, why am I turning this music down? What am I doing? This is good stuff. They need to hear this. Because you know you pull up to the light and they've got their music blaring. They're not going to turn it down for you. You can't even talk to the per- person sitting next to you. It's so loud. Why should I turn my music down? My music is honor and glorifying God. Why are we ashamed of what we believe in today? Why are we ashamed of God's Word? Why are we ashamed of God? We serve a great God today. God who is so good to us. He loves us. And He shows it to us every single day. Man. A love for God will make you want to give up pride. A love for God will make you want to give up people. Let me explain. Make it, I'm done with you. Alright? No, not like that. But before we go to our friends and family, no doubt we're going to go through some hard times. We're going to go through, we're going to struggle a little bit, a little bit through life. And the first person you want to go to is your friend over here across the street. Or the family member that, they always got something, they always have something good for you. Why can't we go to God? He's there for us, He's waiting for us. Man, go to them later. Just wait. Let's see what God has to say for you. Oh, you don't understand. I've been having a terrible week. I just don't. Did you pray about it? Um, no. 
well, I've got this really big decision that I want to make and I'm not sure what I should do. Well, did you pray about it? Well, well, no. I talked to my friend over here and they said it was a great idea. Okay. <laughs> well, I just don't know. I can, what should I do with this? Pray about it. God's there for us. Amen. He loves us. He's going to help us. He's ready. He's got His arms open wide. And we just pass Him on by. Man. Love for God is sacrificial. Love for God will make you want to give up your pride, give up people. In Isaiah 62, verse 5, Isaiah 62, verse 5, it says, For as... A young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the, pride, over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. In the Bible, we're the church. And in the Bible, the church is seen as the bride of Christ. You know, and I've got this little thing here. You know, we are the bride. And we're married to God. You see? Three reasons why we, the church, as the bride, should say, I do. Three, re- three reasons why we, the church, as the bride, should say, I do. Because He first loved us. First John 4.19, we love Him because He first loved us. We serve a God who loves us cares for us, died for us. He did that for you and me before we were even here on earth. Before we were around, before, before any of this. A long time ago, He died for us. He did that. When He was on the cross, He saw me. When He was on the cross, He saw you. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Amen, man. We're, he's, he's hung on that cross He did it because He loves you. He did it because He loves me. And He didn't want to see me separated from Him for eternity because we're sinful people. We can't live with God. We need need Jesus Christ. We need that perfect shed blood. Because He first loved us. Romans 5.8 But God commended His love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Because He won't forget about us. I say, I do to God because He's not going to forget about me. 10, 15, 20 years down the road, God isn't going to forget about me. God isn't going to forget about you. You're just as important to Him now as you will be 10 years from now, as you will be from 20 years from now, and so on. God's not going to forget about you. God's not going to forget about your needs. God's not going to forget about the things that you want. And the, man, we're talking about the God of this universe. Uh, we, uh, last semester, talking about creation in Genesis, and really got just a small glimpse, a small picture of how small we really are compared to the whole universe. When you, you get some statistics, and you hear about, man, this, this earth is a big place. Compared to the sun, it's not. Sun, that's, that's pretty big. Compared to a couple of the other planets down the way, it's not. And so on. 
We're not. We're nothing. In the sight of God, that's not true. God loves us anyway. Because He won't forget about us. Because He can't fail us. I said I do because God can't fail me. It's not, well, He shouldn't fail me. He probably won't. For sure, He won't fail me. Will not fail me. No, He can't fail me. My God cannot fail me. He cannot fail. He cannot mess up. Oops. No, not with God. God can't fail me. God can't fail you. So, what's keeping us from putting all of our trust in Him? Every bit of our trust in Him. Hard times will come. I mentioned that. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to be a struggle. But God can't fail me. He'll always be there for me. Be there to carry me. When I'm ready to quit, when I'm ready to give up, He'll carry me through. When I'm ready just to... I'm out of here. I'm done. I've had enough. been doing it long enough. He'll carry me through if I'm willing to trust in Him. I want to play a song for you. And I dare you to not get excited for this song. Not because it's got some awesome melody or the music is so amazing, but just listen to these words. What I've been preaching about. He will carry you. He'll carry me, the name of the song.
what comes about in your life, whatever happens, He will carry you. God loves us today. Just to go over what we just, we just talked about, Jesus wants to know, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Why does he have to question Peter's love? Well, because he's human. We're human. Our hearts are prone to wander up one second, down the next. Our hearts are prone to wander. It's just what, they're, what we're going to do. Jesus saying today, Josh, do you love me? Prove it. Do you love me? Prove it. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. If we want Community Baptist Temple to grow today, if we want to see it do something that Akron hasn't seen before, we're going to need the love of God. We're going to need it on our lives. We're going to need it on our family. Because yes, we're a family. We're here, we're working together to do something great, to see lives changed, to see souls saved. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them that love God. Let's purpose in our heart to serve God, to love God. Not just say it, let's show it. Father, we come to You. We thank You for how good You are to us. Father, how undeserving we are. But You're always there for us. You will carry us. Father, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve Your love. We don't or didn't deserve Your Son. (laughs) But You sent Him anyway. Father, help us never to take for granted Your love. Father, help us to demonstrate it, to show it each and every day. Father, our actions, things that we say and do at work, at home, school. Father, help us to show You that we love You. I ask that You all stand for an invitation. Maybe you say, no, I, God, I love you. I do. And I tell you that. All, but do you show it? Purpose in your heart tonight that that's going to change this year in 2012. You're going to show your love for God. And the people that you influence... souls that you save. We need to set some goals this year. Goals of what we want to do, what we want to accomplish. God is so good to us. He will help us. We just got to trust Him.